You're listening to She's Got Drive podcast, the podcast that inspires women to be the driver in their own life through the life and stories of black women with drive. And I'm your host, Shelley McAlpine. I'm a business consultant and executive coach and a leadership facilitator, working with people and organizations to live their lives by design and not default. Welcome back to another episode of She's Got Drive. I've had quite a week this week. It's been such a lovely week and we are really, really, really in winter. Snuggling in warm, keeping warm, everyone, keeping warm. Snuggling, listen to another episode of She's Got Drive. And we are back with part two of my interview with Don T. So last week um, she was sharing about her new song that came out. Uh, in September, the power of that song, where it came from, and its relationship to the loss of her dad, and the power and the transformative effect of uh, that grieving can have. In it's so ironic, isn't it? Um, because it's such a painful process, and yet can be transformational. So, looking forward to that. So, before we get into that interview, I just want to remind you to be in contact with me. Um, send me messages via Instagram, Shirley McAlpine is my account, or via um, She's Got Drive Facebook page. So in part two, we hear from Don T, the, how she defines success. You know, how did she actually get to create a record label? You know, because it's really unusual for a woman to do that. We also hear about, we talk about, her relationship to fear and what does it mean and how to create those opportunities and then turn them into results in your life so how do you get to the point where you can see opportunities and turn them into results so we hear her really her strategy for success we pick up this interview at the point where we continue to have a conversation about what are the other lessons that she's learned from her dad passing away over to Dante. The other thing that struck me as you've been sharing and talking about your dad and then you as an independent artist who owns her own label is that point that, that your dad at the age of 13 signed, o- signed over his music in a way that he had no, then had, didn't have the control over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, another gift from your dad, you know, that you are living your life very differently. Um, the other thing that has struck me about the 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 gift that you are um, you have now from your dad is that uh, at the age of thirteen he signed a contract that that then had his music be controlled in a way that he then had to fight in the rest of his life for. Mm-hmm. Whereas right. you have from that lesson, you start your you've got your own label you determine where you, what happens with your music. That's really highly unusual, you know? Oh, absolutely. I don't know many women label owners. I, you know, I know Janelle Monet has her own label. I know Solange has hers as well. Yeah, I'm not naming a lot of, right. you know, women, a lot of black women on one hand that, you know, are going through, or owners of labels. and. Right. Yeah, and mine in particular, I have Orchard Distribution, which is one of the biggest distributors, you know, out there right now. Yeah, it's a it's a big it's a big deal, and 
I know that um, I've had an unusual approach. I <laughs> often in my career, um, and I, I would love to talk about how I how I uh, how I got my label. This is. Uh, yeah, because I the think thing, you might be interested. In yeah, because there's some people who we out there going, well, how does that happen? You know, how does someone hmm. how does someone get their own label? Or how does someone? Why would you do that? Or, but we right. understand. I mean, I'm understanding from the from your experience with your dad growing up with your dad to seeing the struggle, like a what there's a why there, exactly. But then there isn't a how there. Yeah, exactly. you know, so, okay. how, so how, do, <laughs> so how, how do, does, yeah, how does one get their own label? How does one get their own label? Okay, so, I, you know, everything has to be met with a story. So here's, here's how I got my own label. Mm -hmm. um, it was uh, in 2011 that um, Red Distribution, which is uh, a division of Sony Entertainment, uh, they agreed to meet with me. So but I have to backtrack a little bit. Um, I'd just done a show in Philadelphia at the TLA mm -hmm. with uh, Marsha Ambrosius. So she and I were on the bill and uh, I was approached by my, that, uh, my guitarist, uh, Jake Morelli, who uh, pulled me to the side after the show. And I guess he'd been watching my work ethic uh, for a full year and said, hey, you know, um, I want to tell you something about me, but you know, you have to keep this secret. Uh, but I'd like to make an introduction. And I said, great. And so he, he asked me if I knew what red was and, uh, I did not. And I said, you, the color. And he said, no, the distribution, uh, <laughs> label, the distribution company. And, um, you know, it sounded unfamiliar to me. I hadn't, you know, I thought distribution, I, you know, I understand what it means to distribute, but so he broke it down. He explained to me that his uncle, uh, Bob Morelli was the president of, of red. And, uh, he wanted to make this introduction. He thought that he would be really enthusiastic about me. I didn't know what it meant. You know, I just thought I had a show. I had a cool conversation with my guitarist who wants to make an introduction and doesn't want me to say anything to anyone about it. And I'm fine with that. Right. So we go up to New York. Uh, like I said, uh, they agreed to meet with me. Um, the president, uh, Bob Morelli, he had intended to politely say hello to me and give me like a brief five minutes and be on with his day. I later learned, much later. Right. Uh, what ended up happening is that we, I met with the vice president uh, of Red at the time, Alan Becker and Bob Morelli for over an hour. And we were all, we were all very surprised um, that we spoken for that long and mm -hmm. I played them highlights of my body of work and um, we were, you know, very, it was a very positive conversation and it ended with Bob Morelli saying, this is so re refreshing. Your music is incredible. You have outstanding talent. Um, and so I knew something magical was in the air and you're taking a step um, that will lead you to the pinnacle. Right. You're one step away. You feel it. There's energy in the air. The air just feels different. You know that moment. And right. so I was in that magical moment where it was happening. Something was happening. Um, so I, 
I was not prepared, though, for what followed. And so what what he added after saying, you're, this is refreshing, your music is incredible, you have outstanding talent, uh, was what he added, I can do nothing for you. I sign labels, not artists. Wow. So it was, it was it was blunt. It was in fact devastating. Yes. <laughs> we sh- it was it was polite. We shook hands. The meeting ended, and I returned to uh, Philadelphia. The train ride from New York City to Philadelphia was excruciating. Okay. I remember feeling nausea and tears uh, the entire way. And um, you know, once I got home. You know, I had a handful of tough love conversations uh, with both my mom and another close friend. And um, in the months that followed, I was reminded that I'd always self-managed. And, um, you know, before I knew it, I was convinced that, um, you know, record label owner might be my most logical next step. Um, This was not immediate. Um, I did not previously have a desire to be a label. I'm going to make that clear. I, you know, I have, I'm an artist at heart. I, you know, that's what I want to do. I want to sing or sing songs, write songs, that sort of things, write books. I, I wanted the path that looked like, okay, I want someone to come for me you know, and, Mm -hmm. and they're going to, you know, I'm going to rise when they come for me. (laughs) And and I, you know, just being faced with, no, actually that's you though. (laughs) Right. You're coming for yourself, actually. That's the way your path is going to go. And so I, I wrestled with that idea. You know, I mourn the fact that the, 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 that no one was coming. I'm coming. I'm coming for myself. Right. And then I embraced it. So a year after that meeting, um, after meeting Bob Morelli, I launched Detone Victorious and uh, I requested another meeting with Red. Um, Bob's response that time was, it may be against my better judgment for me to sign uh, one woman in a room, but I feel like I'm supposed to do this. And so um, he did it. Wow. And with the four releases that followed, um, you know, including my album, Flight of the Dawn T, I, mm-hmm. that's, you know, I got the attention of CBS and the Grammys. Um, and it was, you know, an, uh, proclaimed an artist of tomorrow. Uh, that year, I performed Carnegie Hall for David Burns' Talking Heads tribute with Esperanza Spalding and the late Sharon Jones and CeeLo Green. You know, a, so many things um, happened. The, the placement uh, of Waiting, one of the singles on the album, um, you know, Ava DuVernay uh, connecting with that and 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 requesting that for uh, a BET movie called I Will Follow. I, I can't even list uh, what, you know, all of what occurred after uh, me just stepping forward. So mm. me being fearful, <laughs> acknowledging the desire, and then muscle memory, just walking. I was able to have... Um, 
a few songs of mine, and when I say few, I mean several songs of mine placed uh, in a Showtime TV uh, crime series called Street Time. That was one of my first placements. Uh, since then, I've, I've gone on to um, place my songs in TV and film, you know, music compilations mm-hmm. uh, a few dozen times um, since. But, you know, the first offer came with me uh, meeting a director, the director for Street Time, which, um, you know, was very coincidental. He he he'd happened on to a song of mine uh invited me to uh, place the song. uh, And what I was supposed to do was send him the song. He just said, you know, can you send me this song? I would love. And so uh, I realized, you know, I I was familiar with the show and I thought, well, I know the tone of the show. So uh, I'm going to send him. what I heard was I'm going to hear, I'm going to send him the songs he wants. So, but that's not what he said. So what I proceeded to do in the 10 days that followed was to write songs and record um, seven songs and submit them to him uh, in, in 10 days. And he had given me two weeks to, yeah, to, you know, they, they were in post and he gave me two weeks to get this one song to him. So I, I, um, I sent him the seven songs because that's what I, I I heard him say on some level. And what he proceeded to do was make me the voice of the series. And so, yeah, so I've had that approach. I I've, that's been something that, that I often hear well beyond what I'm being offered and I act on that. You act on what you hear versus yeah. what you're being yeah. offered. And it seems yes. to create a space, like the space doesn't doesn't exist. And yeah. So well, the space, it's, it's interesting because it's, is it that the space doesn't exist? Or is it that the space exists and you can see the space even though it's not in the moment apparently being yeah. offered? Well, I can see the space. I can right, see the you space. can see the space. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So you, mm-hmm. you get, there's an opportunity, and you can see beyond that immediate opportunity. Other things, other possibilities, and then your and your acting, in, your actions are in relation to that, mm-hmm. to what else you can see versus what's just put, being put in front of you. Yes. That, and that's yeah. my entrepreneurial spirit. Right. That's you 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 must create um the space for yourself. I don't I don't necessarily have someone that I'm watching that's mentoring me saying, you know, this is how you be a black woman in the music industry mm. who is a label owner. This is how you do that. I don't I'm I'm figuring it out. Right. Uh, this, you know, right. And the other folks that, you know, I, I mentioned, Janelle and Solange, they are, you know, they, they have some sort of major label backing. So I'm creating this, uh, you know, just, it's me. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm a woman right. in a room. <laughs> right. And, you know, having to discover then how do you make a big stir? 
how do you, you know, input yourself into the, how, how do you uh, insert yourself into right. those spaces? Right. And there's a way, you know, and there's just not the one way. You don't necessarily need, um, people say you need the machine. You, you know, you create, get, you get creative and, mm-hmm. and listen to your inner voice and, um, yeah, and reach and a way will open. Yes. Uh, there, there will be a space made. I love the way that you say you reach mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, after that, that devastating meeting in New York, he could have gone home on the train and then just not even just moved on and just said, well, that's just that, you know, and even with all the encouragement from the people around you could have still just said, well, that's impossible. I can't own my own. Who does that? Who owns my own? You know, like, what are you talking about? You you know, you could have said that and, um, and you didn't, you know, however long it took you to get to that place, you you thought, no, that's me. I do that. I do that if I want to, cause x for myself in life oh absolutely absolutely yeah it's me it took me about three months to get to that place and that uh you know i don't know if that's long or short but that was that was me yeah some again some people you know take a year and still don't get there right but there was something in grieving that the what i wanted what i actually wanted you know and i think that we all identify Mm. with you know, especially as women, you know, and black women, just, just, you know, there's, there's a savior (laughs) coming to, to lift us and give us our due, you know, and, you know, there's, we, we, we have to, in order to, to create spaces and, and, and to have success, many of us have to be that we, we have to come, we have to come to terms with, we are that savior. Yes. I'm, I'm that. And, and, but in order to do that, and I think some of us bypass the necessary grieving of the fact that, no, this is what I really want though. And I have to actually verbalize. I have to verbalize that. No, I really, I kind of just want to be saved. Like I just want somebody come, (laughs) come like lift me up to the next place because, you know, our journey is just, it's, 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 it's different. You know, we, we carry, we carry the weight, you know, we carry the weight of our society, you know, in a, in a way that, you know, no one else does. And so, you know, coming to terms with that, the fact that, okay, we already do all this and now we have to do this extra is um yeah sometimes it harrowing it's 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 exhausting mm-hmm. but sometimes that is that's the journey that's what it takes yeah i love it, that i love that you say that yeah i love that's that what you it say takes. that cuz it i feel i think you my listeners have talked about i said it before you know about why she's got drive and where it came from for me was us no longer waiting for the environment to shift because the environment's not shifting anytime fast. And 
needing for us to look at so what is it that we need to do to have the success that we want however we define success yeah and, exactly. and 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 i love that you talk about if i confront the fact that i what i really wanted was to be this have someone come and help me out you know that's so hard for that's, black women that is so hard to just go ahead and go you know Right. For real, though, this would just feel so much better and so much easier. <laughs> and guess what? Guess what? We get to see that happen for others. Right. You, we get to see that happen for our male co- counterparts. Right. We get to see it happen for white men and black women and white women. We get to see that. Right. And, and, and guess what? It, it does, in fact, happen for some of us. But for some of us that it doesn't happen for. And who, in fact, were sent here and have this life experience and are meant to model what it looks like to not wait, but to become your own savior and to get there and to know that a part of that story is, you know, it's not that we have to work a hundred times harder or, or put in you know, a hundred times more input. It, it, it's five hundred, mm-hmm. and to know that that's that's how much we have to put in to get to some of those same spaces, and 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 we still need to do that and and be motivated and inspired and 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 motivate and inspire ourselves and do that with grace and power. It's a big job, but those of us who are called to do it, we know, you know, when you're, you know, when that's you, I mean, there are listeners right now that it's, that may not be them, but then there are a few that are like, I'm, that's me. That's That's me. Yes. That's the life I've been called to. Right. And then I may not be stepping into that life right now. I may be resisting that life right now, but Mm -hmm. it is, I am Mm -hmm. being called. And that's a real place. So I I definitely want to encourage that person that I'm resisting it right now because just acknowledging you're resisting it Mm -hmm. means you're in the conversation. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a place. Right. Exactly. And yes, there's some that may not, you may not even know that you're resisting it. Right. (laughs) Right. You're in it and you, you may not even know you're resisting it. Until yeah. something happens and you can see. Um, yeah. You can see. Because the, the thing that, yeah, um, yeah I, can, I, I know the points of my own resistance, you know, and how long it takes me. Being okay with how long it takes me to, to, to work through it, work through my mm-hmm. resistance, you know, mm-hmm. I know that I'm in it and I, you know, and then I can say and you're throwing okay. a tantrum. Yeah, that's, like that's, it, yeah, <laughs> it feels like that. Yeah, no one else can see it. it, it internally, you're knowing like I'm throwing a tantrum here, totally. and I, I'm digging in my heels because I just don't want it to be this way. Right. I don't want to. I want to move forward in another way. Right. Um. <laughs> right. And that's in and that's in our professional life. That's in our personal life. I'm you know, sure. because that's everywhere where we can like go. I want it to be different. Yeah. It should be different. You should look this way. Right. You know. Right. It's just a different path for the person on the 
left side of me. Yes. I'm seeing it. I had, and on the right as well. So why not me? Right. Well, you know, yeah. the, the, are you willing to take the road that's less traveled is the question. The road less Exactly. You know? <laughs> Which is what you're taking. <laughs> you know, like, are you willing? And are we willing mm-hmm. to take the road less traveled? And if you are, then what do I need when I'm on that road? Mm-hmm. Is another question that comes up. I'm wondering of all the things that you have done or are doing, what's your biggest accomplishment so far? It's not what I've accomplished. I don't mm-hmm. see, I see success as who I am, you know, it, meaning I'm becoming more kind. I'm becoming more loving. Uh, I know within my family, um, I'm deeply appreciated. I think that I'm, I'm learning and, and have learned how to see life's experiences as a gift and to use that uh, as I, it, it, not just to use it, but to walk, walk forward and mentor that for other women. And I see, you know, my various encounters with young women and older women and and me just sharing who I am and what the journey, the truth about what the journey is for me. I see those moments as my biggest accomplishment. And it, it has more to just do with me being Don and me allowing, you know, them an up close and personal um, encounter with me and my spirit. That's what I treasure about life and experience. And I treasure that over the art. I'm so excited that, you know, I, I've gotten to play Carnegie Hall and I've been on The Tonight Show and I've done, you know, and I've managed to, you know, run this label and be with one of the biggest distributors in the world. And I've, you know, done something that I see, you know, my counterparts struggling with and getting music placed in TV and film. And I, I can list all that and that's my resume. Um, but I, I, I'm, I, I want to be a very rich person it, it just spiritually. And I want that to show and I want to be kind and I want to model love. And so with, within all of that, if I'm accomplishing that, then in every in any moment I'm I'm successful because this is a journey. I'm going to be doing more of this. Like yeah, what, what I when I list the ten things that I'm most proud of physically accomplishing, then like a week from now I'm going to have ten more. I, I already yes. know that there are going yes. to be ten other things that I didn't. You know, I'm thinking, wow, I can't believe I accomplished that. That's awesome. Right. But then, who am I being? The more I'm in tune with myself and like wanting to be a better person, if you like, mm-hmm. the more that I feel like what I'm like working on in the world comes to fruition with ease. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I think I've always felt that, but it feels more resonant for me now 
than ever hmm. before. And if I affect another life by being the person that I described, then that's success for me. Right. And it seems so simple. It really does seem simple, but it's, it, it, it's, it's not the most simple thing. And there's so many accomplished people, you know, accomplished women um, in my field, you know, but, um, you know, the testimony of, of who they are, you know, when, when the door is closed and, and sometimes when it isn't, you know, how they show up is, is not something admirable. And I say, I, I want to, I want that to be my testimony. I right. want, I want to affect people in that way. You know, those times when I get, um, so into the, products of my work if you like for want of a better mm-hmm. phrase is that I think about you know uh when I'm in my final days whenever those days are that isn't what I'll think about exactly it's just not what I'm going to be thinking about mm-hmm. I'm not going to think about the number of people I coach necessarily or I might think about the people but not like oh I'm working on this contract or I'm not going to be thinking about the strategy that I supported someone right. You know, there's just not mm-hmm. what I'm going to right. be thinking about. <laughs> I am right. going to be thinking about the people in my life and who I was with them and who they were with me. And um, and was I a good person? You know, have I been a good person? I yeah. think that's what yeah. the experiences that I've had with the people who I have had come into contact with. I think that's what I'll be thinking mm-hmm. about. And so sometimes I remind myself of that when I get too, like, stuck or too frustrated with myself around what mm-hmm. I am or not, I'm doing or not doing, you know, in my right, work. Because right. I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to be thinking about it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just not yeah. going to be thinking about that. So who are you going to be? Because well? there's, there's always going to be, you know, a few people ahead of you and a few behind you. Right. And if. If that's your only, if that's your only focus, you know, how do I, you know, you're defining success as the next step forward and it's okay to, you know, we all have drive. It's very human, mm-hmm. you know, we, all of that is a part of, you know, our makeup, but there comes a time where you have to begin to measure success as, is not something outward, but as something inward. Mm -hmm. And I think developing that draws what you said. It draws those opportunities. It does bring you higher and you have a way of appreciating it without, you know, making it what defines you. Right. It's, it's, it's something that you've done. It's not something you are. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. One thing that I'm wondering about is what advice you would give to someone out there who feels stuck or, you know, that we've talked about, you know, the person who's, you know, waiting for something to happen versus it's you, it actually could be you. You know, mm-hmm. you are your own savior. So what advice mm-hmm. would you give to someone or 
when they feel stuck or what have what do you do to get yourself unstuck in those moments if you do feel stuck yeah i think there are two two voices that have to that that you have to allow and so something when we're stuck when we have the obstacle in front of us um i think what many people do is to you know we deny that that's occurring so that's that's a part of what being stuck is mm-hmm. there's a level of kind of dissociation or detachment from what's really happening and you know when you're stagnant what's really happening is that you're you're fearful there's there's a story in there about how you know whatever that story is and you're going around and around instead of instead of you know allowing yourself to get to the heart of it and that's what's necessary and going like well i'm afraid to do that or you know what if i make this choice and you know there's money here i have this job i have this position and i have this uh, dream over here mm-hmm. <laughs> and i don't know how to you know make the rent happen with that dream right and i don't know you know and i don't really even know all of the steps to take and it's not logical for me to but guess what this is my dream and this is my bliss over here how do how do i how do I come from this unstuck place and and move towards that thing that really speaks to my spirit? Mm-hmm. And I say, um, what stuck is is that story. You you staying there. Mm. Take a step, just one step in a direction, and you, you're afraid. Anyway, so people won't step because they're afraid, but you are afraid. It's it's like this spiral. You're afraid, and that's why you're telling yourself this story. Tell yourself you're afraid, and then step, and then walk anyway. Just take one step anyway. Yes. Because the fear is going to be there. It's that's just. It's not. I don't know. It's not a. It's not a thing really it's just fear is fear those are the stories that you're telling yourself and those stories they can be there they're going to they're not they may not shift easily but you can walk and you can take a step forward and when you do something will occur i promise yes yes something will show up yes the fear is always there, even when you're stepping. The fear is there when you're stepping. The fear is there when you've arrived <laughs> at the destination. <laughs> it's, it's, it's there. It's just there. Yeah, it's always I think, there. I think right. people are surprised by... by the fear and we're and our society also just tells us to reject it i think as black women you know that's it's it's weak you know it's not a strong stance to be to admit like i'm just plain afraid right but there's something freeing in that and again the the advice that i would give anyone who is stuck 
and has an obstacle in front of them is to allow for that voice, which is there saying, you know, you, you can't for um, this reason or that reason. And, and how about saying, you know, that all of that may be true, but I'm going to take a step mm. in a direction anyway. Yeah. And I challenge you to take a step in, in the, in the direction where you're, where you most feel afraid to take the step and just wait one foot forward and just wait in that moment. And something shifts because it always does. We heard you. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. I've shifted my relationship to fear. I don't know if I've, I'm just saying, I'm just catching myself. You know, like, yeah, you have. I've shifted Fear is my a catalyst. Right. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not that thing that we can't talk about. Right. We don't have to remind ourselves that we're, you know, courageous and we can do this and, you know, we can overcome. Yeah. The, the positive speak is important. Sometimes we're just, sometimes, we, you know, we're just t- taking, taking up air. We're just, we're not, we're not. We're, we're so busy trying to be create, courageous that we're not aware that, hey, no, I, I'm fearful. And so, but that's okay. Right. I'm going to step right. forward. And that's what successful people do. That's what, <laughs> like, right. that's secret. <laughs> you know, everyone's thinking that successful people are just the most, I don't know courageous no we are the ones yeah well they're fearless we're not fearless we have the fear and we take a step yes and that's the secret right yes uh, and versus fearless and then stay stuck stay in stay in inaction the thing is acknowledge the fear and then take a and take a step. And as you're taking the step, the fear is still there. The fear is, yeah, yeah. Like the fear doesn't, and you don't have to, you're not like waiting for the fear to disappear as a sign of something. It's just like it can still be there. Yeah. It just doesn't, it's just not driving in the driver's seat. I think I was in, fear, this is, this comes, this comes up, of course, that we don't have to have fear in the driver's seat. We can have fear when we're taking a step, the fear is no longer in the, in the driver's seat of our life. We're, it's there, but it's exactly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And I mean, is there anything is fearless? Uh, I don't know who's fearless. I don't, I don't know, know who that. that person is. I've not met them. I know a lot of successful people. I am a successful person. Mm-hmm. I don't know what fearlessness is. Um, you know, I think I, courage is something different than yes. You, you know, yeah. I actually think courage is is the act of being fearful and stepping. Yes. You know, it's 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 an action. Yes. You know, it's it's not a feeling. So I would encourage you know a- anyone who's stuck to you know to just take the step. Just take one step. Just do do one thing differently. And sometimes you have to trick yourself 
to say like it, it yeah, again if i didn't have this fear when i'm not fearful what am i doing mm-hmm. i just take a i just move forward in that direction and so you know use that muscle memory and move forward great and something will occur i'm wondering what's next for you what are you working on now a few things i actually have an album coming out at the beginning of the year and so I would love for folks to look for that. And I'm also working on a novel. Uh, it's a young adult uh, novel. And the subject is uh, me and my bonus daughter. I am a part of a multicultural family. My husband is Italian-American, and he brought to the relationship uh, a little girl. She was eight and uh, I am bonus mommy to her mm-hmm. and um, the book explores uh, our relationship and culture uh, from a black woman's perspective it's a voice that you uh, seldom hear uh, it was born in an experience that we had uh, where for the first time you know around the time she was eight or nine she asked me to uh, do her hair you know, uh, mommy, would you do my hair? Mommy Don, would you do my hair? And so I remembered in that moment um, that, you know, what the experience um, was for me as a little black girl, you know, sitting down between my mom's legs and, you know, her uh, doing hair and what kind of bonding experience that was and how that for a lot of black women is is that. um, I, I've never had like real, you know, have this Afro and have never been kind of a hairstylist, uh, <laughs> type, you know, that, that didn't come really natural to me. So, you know, just not being that person, it felt intimidating, but then, um, you know, what she was asking me to do, she's, she just wanted two braids on either side. And so, uh, here goes, it just, it, just instinctively, I gave her two braids, one on either side. We went to the mirror and we stood and she said, um, she hesitated. And I could tell it was that moment where she was wanting to affirm me. She was happy that we had this moment, but what she was looking at was not what she expected. <laughs> so I said, you know, baby, what's, what's going on? And she said, it's nice. And I'm like, no, it's not. And then it hits me. And she says, um, Mommy Don, my hair is on the outside and it's not on the inside. Well, you know, I, I did a cornrow. And I did just, just, it was just what my hands did. Right. <laughs> it wasn't even thought. And so, but what was special about the moment is that we, it opened up uh, the conversation about culture. And uh, one, uh, what, how she sees that mm-hmm. and how she saw the outside braid and who gets to wear the outside braid. And then, you know, without me encouraging her to do this and then me, you know, ex- talking about identity and, and black girls and what my experience is as a black woman and, and even, you know, exploring for myself, not directly with her, how intimidating that experience was for me because, you know, her hair is straight and I got to the end of the braid and I thought, this is, 
we have to find some bandies. Like, where's some rubber, you know? It's right. like, this is just staying here, you know? And I, I know it's a very simple idea, you know? Our, our, whole, our whole culture right now is like hair and, you know, but it just wasn't something that came very natural to me mm-hmm. as, you know, as an individual. And then as a mom, you know, of this little Italian girl, you know, I'm having to, to, um, to discover this place. And as I'm realizing, I'm not hearing this voice. I'm hearing from European mothers who talk about, you know, the black children who adopt and, you know, how difficult it is to do their hair and, and how that shows up for them. Well, you know, the book is not just about that, but it's just, it's about exploring, um, well, it explores, you know, who we are as, mm-hmm. as mom and daughter and, and how, um, you know, at this time with all that's happening, you know, politically and what's happening in the world, um, you know, uh, how I, um, reveal to her, um, you know, how, how those experiences or it, it, how I'm affected, you know, how, what life is, um, as a black woman and, and how, um, you know, this outer world in, informs who I am as, as woman and, and as mom and, mm. and all of that. And, and, and doing that, uh, while, uh, affirming who she is as my love and as my daughter. Right. Um, yeah. And, and it, it explores some of the challenge of that, you know, we are, <laughs> you know, how, how to express, uh, the challenges that I face, uh, as a black woman and, and train and teach, uh, this child, uh, to be aware and to be sensitive, but also to be empowered as a, as a woman. Right. And it, it's, a, it's a fascinating exploration. And it was not a voice that I, I've ever heard um, be out there on this particular topic. But yeah, so that's, that's some of what I'm exploring. And, wow. and uh, I look forward to sharing. <laughs> yeah, totally. I look forward to reading it because you're right. It's not a voice that is... Um is out there that that story's not out there the lex- the exploration and the complexity and of, of the relationships yeah and, the dynamics. and how it shows up is complex for me you know right. all of that i you know, some you know i've arrived in some places and i i certainly haven't in others yeah, but you know i i i i've i've um i don't know grapple with the timing thinking, you know, is, is it time for something like this? And have I arrived at a place enough to express? But I think, I think there's some magic in just seeing, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, this is, this is what I have, have to say from at, at this point and, you know, in the journey and does this resonate, you know, in some ways with other people and experience. So, and I imagine yeah. in the writing, there's some, there'll be some discoveries, of course. As Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You process it for yourself. Because yeah, you're, so you're writing it as you're living it. 
<laughs> it's not like a past space. I mean, oh, the, yeah, you're still you're still bonus mum, being mum yeah. for her. So yeah. there's still it's a current piece of work that's just yeah. emergent. And being mom, you know, shifts as as children, you know, being being bonus mom to an eight year old is different than being bonus mom to a fourteen. Exactly. And will be different to you know, being mom to an eighteen. Exactly. You're also yeah, yeah. sounds like a series. I mean, thank you. <laughs> it does sound like a series. <laughs> you just helped me with my approach. That's great. It reminds me like, you know, like Adele's like yeah. albums are the age of the age of her. Well they were. She said she she her first one was nineteen, then twenty one and 25 so it's kind of like that like the books could mm -hmm. be the age of the daughter or something absolutely yeah absolutely. and then okay I'll, I'll give you i'll give you some credit <laughs> your <laughs> suggestion <laughs> makes it into the title <laughs> oh, so um don where um i'm wondering if anyone wanted to be in contact with you or find you where can they find you and if they want to um by clear, you can get clear on iTunes as well. You can download clear on iTunes. Um, Absolutely. But where else can we? Where can we find you? Where you can find me on social media is uh, on Instagram. You can find me as Detone Vic, and I'll spell that D T O N E V I C. It happens to be the first uh, few letters of my uh, label, Detone Victorious. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, that's that. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Don, D-O-N-N underscore T. And on Facebook, I'm D-O-N-N space T. And I have a website, uh, don-t.com. And you can discover more about where I'm playing and, and different things that are going on. Uh, yeah, I uh, put there first. Great. Thank you. I have loved our time together i'm sure we can absolutely yeah i've totally loved it um yeah it's so rich it's so rich thank you so much for sharing your story for being a guest for the work that is sure. to come wow. as well as the work that you've done surely thank you for creating this platform uh it's an important one and and uh i'm a i'm an admirer of the show, so I'm just uh, very happy to be and very honored to be on it. So thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. I hope that you've been inspired to shift gears in your own life. I love, you know that I've loved this interview with Don T and it's had many things in it. it's been rich for me. The thing out of this part two that I'm left with is how we define success and how Don defines success as the impact that she's having on others and um, what she's leaving with them. And so whilst we pursue our dreams, which might be more kind of those external goals around the success of our business and the success of our art, our increasing in income and having fabulous places to live, being able to travel around the world or being able to work in different places. You know, there's so much which is all valid and all important. And yet 
if we how do we define success for us and I love that the definition of success is about how you leave other people I'm curious to hear from you and see what is it that you're taking away from the my time with Don T and the pearls of wisdom that she shared let me know you can contact me on Shirley McAlpine at Instagram or you can always send a message via my website shirleymcalpine.com and head over to the Facebook page she's got dry Facebook page and um, leave comments there under Dante what you're taking away what you're getting from from that interview She's Got Drive is produced by Cassandra Voltolina and the music this week is by Don T her beautiful song Clear Thank you so much for listening. Go well and stay well.